You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host Nilin. This is a show we talk about all things real estate, home staging, to live and to sell. Welcome back to season ten. This is episode nine. This episode is brought to you by SocialLightVault.com. Are you overwhelmed with the marketing your home staging business? Stop wasting time worrying or wondering if you're doing the right things. From social media to email newsletter that get attention of listing agents, Social Light Vault makes marketing simple and effective. You don't need a huge marketing budget. You don't need a huge audience either. You just need real marketing tools that work and the right sales funnel to deliver new leads, even when you aren't working. The team at Social Light specializes in marketing for home stagers. Get started today by going to SocialLightVault.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show. So I cannot believe it. We're already at episode nine of the season ten. So after next week, the show is going to go on hiatus, and we're going to come back in mid January. And during the hiatus, it's not a full hiatus, so to speak. I'm actually going to be doing some interviews on the back end, so we will have content for next season. I'm super excited about some of the people I've already lined up, and then also remember those mini Q and A episodes I promised you a few weeks ago. So I'm going to be start doing those as well、um, during our quote unquote downtime. So if you have any questions that you want to submit, go ahead do that on our website. So you can go to the show notes, leave your question in the comments, and I will put you in the queue for the episode. Or I'm going to put a, together a link for you as well on the show notes. You can just click the button and submit your question for the upcoming Q and A's mini episodes. All right. And then also in December, on December tenth, we're gonna have a free training as well with Michelle Williams. So if you remember Michelle Williams,、um, she is a profit first coach. She's also a home staging coach. She's actually NCA Clicks from AP, FP Staging's、um, business coach, and she's been amazing so far、um, on our show. It's one of the most popular show、um, that we have done in recent seasons. It's an episode about profit first. So she's actually gonna come back next week. To share with us a little bit more about how to get a hold of your finance and then how to really just understand the numbers in your business, and then she's also going to do a free training with us on December tenth. So it's going to be really good. And before the December tenth training, we're also probably going to do a five day challenge. It's more like a finance checkup for your home staging business. So if you're interested in that. Go ahead, sign up for the free training, and I'll send out an email about that when the date gets closer, and we can start putting you into the the email challenge as well. So, if you're interested, just go to stagemore.com/slash/free-training. I also link this in the show notes as well, so you will have it. If you don't know how to find our show notes, just go to stagemore.com/slash/blog. Or slash podcast, where you can tap on the episodes and access the show notes for individual episode. And on today's show, we have a somewhat controversial topic, which is virtual staging. I know some stagers are really not fan of it, and some stagers are. So I think it's important to have that conversation, and also to help our homeowners and real estate agents to understand what exactly is virtual staging. And if the homeowner doesn't have any financial resources, they can only afford to do virtual staging. What are some of the common pitfalls and do's and don'ts that you have to watch out for? So today, I invited Christina Bell. She was on our show last season, talking about home staging, doing education,、um, content education seminars for real estate agent, and using that as a lead generation tool for a home staging business. But today, she's actually going to talk about virtual staging because she actually has. A company that specializes in virtual staging. So Christina Bell is based in Atlanta. She is a home stager of vacant properties listed for sale, and also a pioneer in virtual staging. She provides her clients with over 14 years of experiences in the real estate marketing and home staging industry. And Christina consults and teaches agents in Atlanta and nationwide the importance of transforming any vacant property listings into a beautiful stage home. That sells faster and for top dollars through two of her Atlanta-based companies. So the first one is No Vacancy Inc., and the other one is Virtually Staging Properties Inc. 
So both businesses provide clients with traditional home staging services as well as a patent-pending process called virtual staging that digitally transforms any photo of a vacant home into a more attractive virtually staged listing when viewed online. And both of our companies consist of a team of professional home stagers, interior designers, and sellers who, along with their expertise and work, has been featured on HGTV's House Hunters. The Property Brothers, and she's been featured in such publications and online media as a Realtor Magazine, The New York Times, Dallas Morning News, San Francisco Chronicle, Atlanta Journal and Constitution, FoxNews.com, Julia.com, Refin.com, and CNBC.com, just to name a few. So Christina is quite an expert on virtual staging, so I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. All right, so let's get to it. Hi, Christina. Welcome back.、Uh, it's so nice to have you back for this new episode for this season. So I think there are a lot of controversies and maybe misconceptions about virtual staging. So what made you decide to offer virtual staging as part of your services? Sure. We actually split apart the two businesses.、Um, my husband runs the virtual staging side of the business. Through virtually staging properties, and then I run the home traditional home staging.、Uh, when we started in 2005, it was going great, and then of course we hit that. You know, 2008, 9, 10, 11 was pretty. Sorry, but it was in the crapper. <laughs> uh, you know, the economy took a nosedive. We were starting to see agents go from the listing side jumping over to the buy side, dealing with you know short sales, foreclosures. Um, REO type properties, and so they were calling us saying, "Is there anything else you can do for me? My seller can't afford staging." And my, this was actually my husband's idea coming out of the corporate world. I was shocked that he had such an idea about what he called virtual staging that we pioneered together and brought it out into the open in 2008 and had several articles written up and everything. And and even people noticing it, we got hit with a lot of questions. The same ones that we're going to talk about today, which is pretty consistent. So it basically was another form of staging that we could offer. We never ever, and I want to be clear that this was never to replace home staging. This was just to give another alternative that is more economical, more budget friendly. Because, like I said at the time, people just couldn't spend thousands of dollars, and you know, in those years back when the economy was not so great. And、uh, it's been great. It's taken off. We've now formed an actual part of the real estate terms of、uh, uh, virtual staging,、um, and we're excited that we got such a good response. Agents are really liking it.、Uh, it's really helped agents that maybe are in areas that can't get to a good stager. Maybe they don't have stagers nearby, small rural towns, or you know maybe somebody down in. I mean we. Think about this. This is virtual staging all over the world. So we've done things in Mexico and the Bahamas and overseas in Russia. I think we did a couple condos there. I mean, it's it's been really cool and amazing. Some of the properties that we've done. It's now been almost 12 years later. Things have changed, and I know that we're going to talk a little bit about that. But、um, again, it's. It's a great feature, and、um, you know there's so many benefits, so many do's and don'ts. So I'm excited to dive right into it and try to answer all the questions that you got that you have. So, so do you want to go、yeah. over what exactly is virtual staging? Like, so what、sure. exactly is the actual process? For example, like, are you changing paint colors, doing more CAD, you know, like rendering, or just adding furniture、mm-hmm. and decor only to the vacant photos? Yeah, so it's kind of a case by case basis, but you know, just for those that don't know about it, virtual staging, what we created was a virtual staging process where we simply digitally place images of furnishings and decor into the photos of a vacant home. So when we brought it out, or when I brought it out to the forefront, there was no intention of changing any paint colors, moving walls. Adding flooring, nothing of that nature at all. Just digitally placing furniture and decor into the photos to make it look as if it's been staged. And、um, the reason being is that there are code of ethics. You know, when we had some articles 
uh, written with the NAR. They worked with us closely and they understood that that's not what we do. Um, our intention of virtual staging is to help create more attractive photos because, you know, as you know, it's all about the photos these days. I mean, I've been looking at statistics online and it's crazy now how technology has changed um, and the photos are becoming more and more important. They've actually upped the number of photos here in Atlanta to now 75 or almost 200 photos you can put on a listing now. The photos are going to become more and more important and um, I think that that's going to be where virtual staging can also help in addition to home staging as well. But yeah, uh, that's the process of it. I mean, it's, it's again to just kind of help create more attractive photos, but give buyers an idea how to lay out the space. Pretty much the same philosophy as if you're using regular home staging. But maybe you don't have access to a stager. Maybe you're looking for specific furniture. Maybe you have a $26 million home that's gonna need some high-end furniture that there's just not a stager in town that's going to have that style. Or maybe, you know, there could be specifics. I mean, we were dealing with homes down in other countries and things. They are looking for things in particular. Um, and so that's where you have to make sure that, you know, the virtual staging company that you go with has the inventory and the vast inventory and knowledge, you know, and be able to work with you on that. But I think one of the issues that a lot of people have with virtual staging is that, yes, the photos look great and you get people to the open house, but the actual, what they see, they see a vacant home. So the expectations, in a way, you're setting up the properties to fail. It's like you go on a date with someone, their online profile looks great, and then in person, <laughs> it's not the person that you thought it was going on a date with. So how do you well, deal with that? And yeah, it's, I think a lot of times we have to buy, we have to manage buyers' expectations as well. Sure. You know, what we encourage agents to do is, is this is one, to specifically drive buyer traffic to the property. I mean, some people are listing, you know, the vacant home with all the vacant photos. You're looking at blank walls and windows and they're not even getting the phone to ring. As soon as they post virtual staging photos, the phone starts ringing because obviously it's driving the buyer traffic. Now at that point, yes, they're going to be made aware when they get there that the furnishings are not there. Now a way to kind of help with that to keep the envision of laying out spaces is to print. These photos are such high quality. At least we encourage our clients to send us high quality photos because then they get a high quality product back. They can take those photos that they're high res and PDF or JPEG and print them out, you know, large size. We've seen people put them on poster boards and, you know, have them in the home so they can get an idea. It's similar to architectural renderings, you know, to show the potential of a home. But that's another way that when they get there, they could actually see, you know, kind of almost do before and after. Um, and that's the other advantage too. Now with as many photos as you can upload, you can show the before of the room. You can also show the after of the room of it virtually staged. Um, and there's much more you can even do than that. I mean, you can show a room two different styles. You can show a room two different ways to lay it out. Can't do that with home staging. So it's a little bit of an advantage over home staging right there. But that's kind of how we handle it. I mean, we get, we get lots of comment feedback. The agents are saying, oh my gosh, the phone finally started ringing. When I got there, I showed the unit and they loved it, but they were, they liked the fact that they were able to see the photos online and then take a look and they could start to envision how they would lay out their furniture because they were able to see those virtually staged photos of the furniture pieces in the room. Never really had any issues as far as that goes or that it would make or break a sale. I mean, they're either going to love it or they're not. Now, you know, yeah, when they go there, they might see some flaws here and there. But again, it finally makes a connection. It's driving the buyer traffic there and getting them to start imagining how they could live there and envision the space with their own furnishings. That's kind of the, the process of, of how the virtual staging works. Similar to if the home was staged, you took the photos and you posted them or the person lived in the house before, but now they moved out, of course, the agent's gonna show the furnished photos. They're not gonna show the vacant photos. So do you actually lose jobs to virtual staging instead of having people 
you know, maybe a home seller was like, well, so you offer both. Why don't we just do the cheaper one, which is virtual staging? Well, I will say that here in Atlanta, and I'll be honest and upfront with you, I encourage traditional home staging versus the virtual. But I think going into 2020, I'm going to start mentioning a little bit about virtual because I see technology changing. And like I said, I, I read quite a bit. And it seems as though things are going more toward showing more photos. There's a huge percentage of buyers that are purchasing homes now, sites, unseen. I don't know if you've read some of the statistics out there, but the percentage of buyers that are buying home site unseen, that number is definitely increasing. They want an experience. And so the more photos that are staged, the better. So I would say here, you know, like I said, here in Atlanta, I don't push the virtual staging too much, but I will say that we do have agents that use it for some listings, maybe not for others. Maybe those are on a budget and they don't want to, you know, spend the money. They Maybe they think it's going to be a really quick sale. I will say that, you know, homes that are under 300000 right now are being snapped up. I mean, they're going under contract very quickly because the millennial um, market is, is obviously 43% now. Uh, making up that that target market right now. So, you know, nationwide, definitely people are using virtual staging all the time. We have dedicated agents that have used us since 2008, and we probably staged hundreds and hundreds of properties for them. And that's just part of their marketing plan. They swear by it, and obviously, it's been working for them. But I don't try to push it too much. I mean, we we do do it in addition to the home staging. We're going to probably start to offer maybe some virtual staging of exterior spaces. That's a nice thing about virtual too. If we don't store exterior furnishings here uh, with our traditional home staging, but we could offer the virtual staging and definitely do the uh, exterior of a home and show some patio furnishings or, uh, you know, fire pit and that, those type of items. Because obviously now, um, as you're seeing more casual living spaces, people are literally making their way to the kitchen, out the family room, and opening up the doors and living almost outside. The exterior spaces are now becoming just as important as the interior spaces. That's another trend that we're seeing right now as well in the industry. Um, so I don't really lose a lot of jobs to the virtual. You know, people know that we do it here in Atlanta and not too worried about it. We offer both and whatever works best to market that property to sell faster is, is the goal. Great. So let's talk about the benefits and also disadvantages of virtual staging. So what are the benefits of virtual staging? Sure. Oh, where to begin there? There's so many different avenues that you could go. You know, like I said, obviously, you know, you could do, say, traditional staging of the main living areas of a home, living room, dining room, maybe kitchen, breakfast area, master bedroom, and a couple bathrooms. But maybe that's it for the budget possibly or you want to maybe the agent's like well I'd like to have a couple extra spaces you know maybe staged how about we just virtually stage those and maybe there's specific rooms maybe it's a game room area maybe it's you know like I said outdoor living type spaces uh, maybe they're looking for specific style of fitness equipment believe it or not we get some very strange requests <laughs> People ask for horses uh, out in the fields. If you think about it, you know, this is covering every state. I mean, we've done virtual staging in every state a long time ago. We hit that. I, when we first started, I was like hoping we could hit all, all the states. And I'm like, oh, yep, we've done it and more, even overseas. Like I said, we get, there's mountain homes. There's huge houses down in Mexico or the Bahamas or Canada or Hawaii. Um, and so you have to kind of, you know, make sure that, you know, you have the right furnishings for those type of homes and not every stager is probably going to have that um, possibly. And so that's a benefit where virtual staging, we have such a vast, at least our specific company has a vast inventory that we also update, we add to, and uh, we've also, we're also um, going to be offering some other features here soon, but, you know, it, it gives a way for someone, if they're looking for specific furniture or if a stager doesn't have it, they have virtual staging that can help them with that, especially when, um, like I said, it's specific type spaces. You know, the other thing is that, again, it's going to drive buyer traffic. 
you know, to the property and creating more attractive photos. I think I had already mentioned that you can show a room in two different ways. So that's another way you can, I mean, if you've got 75 photos you can put on your multiple listing service, then I would show that room as many different ways if you think that the room could be shown that way. Again, I think that, you know, right now, what I'm finding is that being in the staging industry in the last year or so, we've noticed a change where the sellers and the agents they are getting more specific. They want to see the furniture they're getting. They want to be more involved in the process. And so they're wanting a certain look. They're really honing in on their target market to make sure that it's staged appropriately. And virtual staging, having such a vast inventory versus whatever we have in our warehouse space is definitely uh, a benefit. And of course, the biggest benefit right up front is is the cost. You know, you're going to see it's all across the board. I mean, when we started out, it was more toward the 60. Well, we didn't even do single photos. We encouraged people to always do at least three living spaces of some nature. So our sets were around 180, 225, 250 on up. Now, obviously, lots of other virtual stagers have come into the picture over the years. Things have gotten a little out of control there, but, you know, we've always stayed focused on what we do. Right. So I think it's interesting you mentioned that. So with virtual staging, obviously, it's much more flexible. For the same room, we can have multiple looks for it. But I think from a buyer standpoint, it's not very overwhelming that you're coming in and you're seeing all these photos. I mean, if you think about IKEA catalog, for example, yes, they're showing, you know, inventory or furniture in different living rooms. They're not showing that in the same living room, but with different setups. Does that make sense? Because I think sometimes for buyers, they've never been to the place. When you give them too many choices, sometimes it is too overwhelming, and then they get into this like decision paralysis kind of thing. So are the agents in the market actually doing this as part of their marketing, where they're showing this room in different layout or setup? I think it's a case-by-case basis. You know, it kind of falls into, do they need to do that? Is it necessary? For example, we're going to be traditionally staging probably two condos um, in the same building, and they're actually stacked on top of each other, and they're the exact same floor plan. And so if, for say, an agent had two listings like this and didn't want to do the traditional staging, they wanted to do the virtual staging, both these condos have large living spaces. So you could technically show how to lay out that space many different ways but of course in the traditional staging side we're only going to show it you know two ways if they were doing it virtually that would actually be economical because then the agent one has to do two sets of photos to be honest they could just do one set of photos if they wanted to but maybe show you know the second condo uh, with the living space maybe in a different style or layout so that it looks like the two are not staged exactly the same you know like i said That is just a benefit that, you know, agents can take advantage of. Let's put it that way, from a marketing perspective. Because in the end, it's really all about marketing that home and targeting it to the right market and getting it in its most marketable condition. So, again, like you said, it's a benefit. could be overwhelming. I don't think it's necessary to do. We don't always encourage that. But like I said, you know, again, you want to stick to your basics, keep it simple. Focus on those main living areas that everybody is looking at. The living room is still good. The kitchen is still very popular in the master bedroom. Those are the three biggies right there. And so, again, it's just another option. In other words, virtual staging, you know, was to provide more options for people on a budget. And, you know, again, for the same goal, just trying to get it to be more marketable, look more attractive online. Uh, Like I said, you know, some buyers, they're buying the home sight unseen. And I think you're going to see more and more of that. People want quick, fast, looks great. Let's do it. You know, if they can't, you know, get here to Atlanta or wherever the the home may be listed, they're going to go buy the photos. And so the photos are definitely the most important. Um, it's an opportunity to show that anything is kind of possible these days, but you have to be careful with how far you go with it, though. <laughs> right. So what are some of the disadvantages of virtual staging? 
Oh, disadvantages. I think that you have to be careful um, when you do use virtual staging. Um, you know, agents need to understand that, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily toss away your before photos. You might want to keep them. Um, you may want to show before and after a little bit or people can see it empty and then versus, you know, having it nicely staged to kind of wow your target market there. I think that they also need to be aware that they should not be using virtual staging to change paint colors, you know, show walls or, um, you know, different flooring that's not really there. But why, why can't they? Because isn't mm -hmm. it also to develop different, I mean, you're already doing virtual staging, so you're showing the potential of the home. I mean, interior designers do it too. Like when they're working on their design plan, they do kind of a mock-up of what the potential of the space is going to be. Sure. So if they already are doing virtual staging, couldn't they essentially take it further and say, well, I know this floor plan may not be ideal, but there's some potential that what you can do is to knock this wall down, work with the architect, and then develop an open space plan. You can, but here's the reason why. Remember, code of ethics, and two, the multiple listing service will only post a listing according to the code of ethics. I mean, the agents need to be careful with that. That's where you run into, well, it looked like this in the photo, but when I got there, the walls were not painted that color and it actually will kill the whole marketing aspect right there. That's a real big no-no. You know, one thing I encourage, you know, agents and sellers and we tell them, check with your multiple listing service, make sure that you can utilize virtual staging to make sure that it's clear that you state in your private remarks or somewhere that this home has been virtually staged. Personally, my husband and I, when we pioneered virtual staging, it was never to do and take away any business from architects and designers and CAD drawings and all that. That's not the intention. It simply was to go back to the basics, staging the home and trying to create more attractive photos. We never, we don't paint wall colors. Uh, we don't do anything of that nature. We simply try to bring in furnishings and decor to, you know, show buyers how to lay out a space and pretty much follow the guidelines of what we would normally do in a traditional home staging setting. You can show paint colors, renderings and all that. That's great. But I don't think that's something that needs to be put on the multiple listing service. I don't even know if they allow people to do that or not. I'm not sure. But you'd have to just double check and see or at least be, you know, make make clear a note that, you know, these are potential renderings possibly uh, might be a good idea. But for the most part, when agents and sellers call us, that's not to do any of CAD drawing type work. It's more, I need to get these photos to look good. Can you virtually stage it and place some furniture decor in it? Can I pick out my furniture and decor that I want in it? Or how about you guys just take care of it and make it look good? which, you know, that's what we normally do um, when we have orders that come in and we do look at the photos, we pick the best photos to work with. And then we, you know, if the agent wants us to call them or the seller and walk through the photos and go over the furnishings they want, then, you know, that's what we typically do. Or if they don't, we, we stage it ourselves um, because we are obviously home stagers here. But I, I'm just not really you know, starting that virtual staging in order to do that. If somebody would like to do that, they can, but that's pretty much not how we perform our virtual staging on our end, I guess, in a nutshell. But I get what you're talking about. I'm not against it, but I'm just saying you have to be careful when you do that, though. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole premise needs to be pretty, I mean, it has to be very transparent, because a lot of times with virtual staging, one of the issues I have with it is that it might not be to scale, and the consumers really have no way to know that when they're just looking at photos. So I, I see that as a potential downfall to virtual staging. Like I agree, I think it can be a very interesting marketing tool because people are doing virtual reality now, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's even further, it's even pushing the idea further. But at the same right. time is that, you know, I think as professionals, we need to understand the things that we show have repercussion to our clients because if they bought a sure. house based on our rendering 
virtual staging or virtual reality or whatever it is, they have that expectation that this is this can be fulfilled. So if they bought the house and somehow this is not possible, then that's basically potentially a lawsuit that can happen. Possibly. Uh, again, it's always if you're going to show anything different that is not in the home or other than what is in the home, then I always tell, you know, agents, you always got to disclose, 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 disclose in your private remarks, you know, anything of that nature so that it's there. I mean, that the buyer may not see those private remarks, but the agent will see those private remarks. Now, if the agent doesn't tell the buyer about it, then, you know, I guess <laughs> that can be a problem. Yes. But I will say, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had anybody in 12 years call us going, excuse me, but you used virtual staging when I got there. It wasn't, uh, we haven't heard anything of that nature, but could it possibly happen? Yes. You know, again, just always disclose and, and make note of that. Another, obviously, you know, don't the virtual staging is, you know, don't take your own photos. We always encourage professional photography to be taken um, for the best photos. Not to go off the subject there with you, but but I mean, I understand where you're coming from. And, um, you know, there's always going to be those type of buyers and sellers out there that look at it that way too. And But again, that's not the intention of it. I mean, when the real estate agents come to you, are you asking for high resolution photos? Yes, actually, um, when the agents have never used virtual staging before and they want to know how does this work, what do I need to do, uh, we typically recommend to them to, you know, have photos taken of the home professionally if they don't have them already. But if they do have them and they've been, you know, working on a listing and it's been sitting and getting no traffic and now they want to try the virtual staging kind of after the fact of the listing, then they should already have the professional photos there. Then it's just a matter of them uploading the ones that they would like uh, to be staged to us. And then we kind of pick the best ones that'll show the rooms the best and that we could fit a decent, you know, amount of furniture in that would still look good, but not too overcrowded. Or, you know, you had mentioned about size and, you know, measurements and, and having things that, you know, maybe the furnishings are not to scale. Yeah, there's a lot of staging or virtual staging companies out there that um, are probably overseas and they're not too familiar with, say, you know, the standard height of a door here in the U.S. and, you know, where a faceplate is for a light switch, how high up that is, the standard size of a window or things of that nature, uh, standard size of rooms that we typically work with. And, you know, again, that's a training process. Um, and if they're not trained and they're not home stagers like my company offers, that's where you see some things off scale. But I tell you, I've seen lots of different virtual staging out there and I'm like, really? Like, okay. And some people just think it looks great, <laughs> but you know, not everybody has the eye that you and I do, you know, we're stagers. This is what we do for a living. So, so yeah. Oh, I, I've seen all kinds of flavors of furnishings I'm like really I'm like oh my god <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit humorous but at the same time I'm like oh lord uh, that could have been a better job right well but, I think uh, yeah. I think the tricky thing is that because you are doing virtual staging you just said that you know all around the country 50 states plus the yeah. world but if you don't know the local custom or the local buyer's market so how do you determine that your staging is going to be oh. on point when we get an order in, we call up the seller agent, whoever placed the order. And um, if they would like to kind of walk through, we typically like to walk through on every order that comes in. That's what we normally do 95% um, of the time and ask them, you know, what's the price point of it? What's the style of the home? Sometimes we can tell, sometimes you can't. Obviously, we can look at the address location. I do know that uh, some of our team and even myself, on our traditional home staging is we go in and research online to kind of see where it is, where it's located, the neighborhood, some other houses, maybe there might be a couple other listings that we can kind of check out, see what we're kind of, you know, working with and who some of the competition may be. Like I said, I do that. And just in it before I make a phone call to somebody and, and I get a message in and I get an address, I go ahead and kind of look up and do my own research ahead so that I'm a little bit prepared. Plus, it makes us sound a little bit more knowledgeable. But um, I think 
that that really helps a lot because we don't know we don't know what their target market is we don't know the style and i like i said i do the same thing with with our clients here with the traditional home staging as well that's the approach that we take you know like i said some of the other virtual staging companies out there it could vary they may not be here in the united states but we can talk to people via skype uh email phone however they want to communicate with us and um that's just the norm around here with the virtual staging. So that helps us to better understand how to um, go in and, and um, you know, pick the right furnishings and the layout. And like I said, they can pick their furnishings online. They're, there's going to be a new service that we're going to be coming out with uh, where they can go in and pick the style and, um, you know, like I said, be more involved with the look and how they want it. Um, you know, 12 years of doing this now, we, we kind of get a better feel that, the sellers and the agents want to be more involved and um, we're happy to to work with them on that. That's how it should be, to be honest. I mean, we shouldn't be just randomly. <laughs> I know that some of us stagers don't go into the home, just whatever's on the truck is what you get kind of thing. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> but isn't that a bit dangerous because what if the seller has poor taste in design or they've been living in their space for so long, they don't really have awareness of what today's buyer in that neighborhood wants. So the things that they they may be picking may be a little bit out of date. Possibly. Um, you know, we do keep current furnishings inventory and do refresh it. Now, I would say 95% of the time, we're mostly dealing with the agent. We don't get a lot of sellers, probably as much on the virtual staging side. Now, traditionally, that's changed. I get more sellers now than I'm, I feel like it's almost becoming 50-50. Um, on the order placement, but on the virtual staging side, we're still mostly dealing with agents than we are with the typical seller. The virtual staging, agents know more about it. Sellers probably not so much. They know more about home staging because they see it on TV with the HGTV shows, of course. But again, we would never want to, you know, steer a seller in the wrong direction, you know, and if we feel like they don't have an idea our production team is like, well, do you think it might be better for us to call your agent? Is that okay to do? So we can kind of walk through the photos with them. And we do that because sometimes we have to deal with photographers um, to get photos and then we work with the agents. It's it's a little bit of what we call teamwork. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, again, we do that with our traditional home staging as well. It's, it's all teamwork, working with the seller, the agent, me, the stager, um, and sometimes even the photographer you know, we take that same approach with our virtual staging as well. Right. So out of your staging work, how much is virtual and how much is hands-on service? Well, that's hard to say because I don't even run that side of the business. <laughs> we do uh, a lot of both. It's probably about the same. Uh, sometimes my husband, he, he jokes because he's like, every time the traditional home staging gets a little bit quiet, the virtual staging picks up. And then every time the virtual staging picks up, then the home staging kind of slows down and the home staging picks up. So I have no idea. I totally lost count. And uh, I was helping out a little bit with the virtual staging uh, back in 08, 9, 10, because obviously our home staging business was very almost dead. To be honest, Cindy, I literally thought that my company was done. <laughs> I was selling furniture and I thought we were closing up shop in 2008, 9. So I was very happy that it came back in 2013. You know, back then, I would say 90% of the business is more virtual staging than it was staging. But nowadays we do so much of both. I, I don't even keep up with it. Thankfully it's still growing strong and um, you know, there's other competitors coming up there, but that's okay. Things are changing technology wise. It's going to keep definitely keep us on our toes and we just kind of have to kind of take it one step at a time out there. But again, you know, we're always trying to meet the needs of the real estate agents and anytime we see, um, technology changing, we're going to change with it. I think people want more instant quoting, which we're actually, you know, starting to feature um, and doing more express placement of orders. And, you know, they want to click a few buttons online and have the staging or virtual staging done in the time that they're ready to go. And um, I, I'm seeing that more. Uh, we're going to be pushing forward with that kind of marketing um, going in 2020. And I know a lot of other stagers are gonna probably hop on board. Some of them are already starting to offer instant quote, you know, apps and, you know, widgets and stuff on their websites. And um, I, I, you know, 
hate to say it, but it's almost kind of like an Amazon type approach. <laughs> Click it, place your order, and you're done. Give them a credit card, and it'll be done. It's interesting to see how how you know things are changing as we head into the new year. So we're we're excited about it, and um, I think virtual staging is going to be here to stay. I don't know if it's ever. I think you were asking me the other day if the if uh, you think it might replace traditional home staging. I just don't think that's going to happen right now. You know, maybe way down the road, maybe maybe after we're gone, but who knows. You just never know. It it keeps it it just keeps it interesting, and um, you know that's we're just going to keep going at it and keep help, helping try to fill all those vacant properties and get them sold faster, keep the market going. And so one of our listeners, Corinia, is asking how many virtual staging jobs you do on average in a month. Oh my God! See, that's a question for my husband. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of whatever. <laughs> There's so many that we do. It's crazy. Tons and tons. I don't even know. I'm, I I know we've done a gazillion photos. I mean, 12 years, if you think about it, it's a lot. No, I think she's asking and, on average per month. Yeah, unfortunately, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know that number. My husband may know that. Maybe I can uh, mention that in comments uh, once the, the podcast is posted and all that. I could try to look that information up. And are there any statistics on how virtual staging is more or less effective than real life home staging services? Not yet that I know of, but I wouldn't be surprised if the NAR might come up with some stats soon. I know that, you know, they had a, I believe there was a meeting they had um, and they wanted to know more about it's funny, they're a little bit behind. I mean, they know about virtual staging, but they haven't been so much curious about it yet. So I'm interested to see if they're going to put together some sort of questionnaire, hopefully in the next year or so, or maybe sooner, that, you know, would ask agents and try to get some statistics together. Um, I know that that is something that I want to work on, as well as making some closer connections with multiple listing services nationwide and and other organizations um i just don't they're, they're kind of a little bit behind they just don't aren't really getting into the virtual they they obviously are all over the home staging stats we see those posted every year through the nar but um you know hopefully they'll have some sort of statistics up and maybe hopefully that my husband and i can help them with that as well so it's kind of on our um to-do list which, you know, right now, I would say, and reading all the comments and feedback and the staging that I've done and all the virtual staging that I've seen them put out for the past 12 years, it's almost like the number of days on market and how fast the homes sell, it almost seems like it's pretty close to the same. But again, it's not apples to apples. You know, you can market one house in one area and market the, you know, another house in another area. And the communities are not the same. So it really depends on the market and how that agent is marketing the property. Is it priced to sell? So there's lots of factors um, when it gets down to the nitty gritty of it. But, um, you know, just like I said, as far as the feedback comments, you know, people write how many days it goes under contract after they post the virtually staged photos. And, you know, it's just interesting to see how the stats are very close. I mean, not stats, but the information sounds very similar as if they staged it. Let's put it that way. But yeah, it'd be nice to see some some actual statistics taken from a survey. Maybe one day we'll we'll be able to get that. Maybe the NAR will look into that. <laughs> and listeners want to know that if you ever had any issues because clients have given you the wrong measurements for rooms. Mm. I don't think we've ever run into that. If if they don't know, then, you know, we obviously try to encourage them to, they might physically have to go out and measure the room unless they have a floor plan, you know, if it's at a townhome or condo or it's maybe a new construction build or something they bought a couple of years ago, you know, they might have some some floor plans that, that show measurements. I don't know if we've run into any issues on that that I know of. Sometimes you can almost guesstimate you know, based on door size and maybe the windows, you know, they'd have to be really way off or something. But 
I'm sure they'd be able to get that information, you know, from from either the agent or, like I said, from possible floor plans or maybe an appraisal in order to give us that information or give us their best guesstimate if they can. You know, we can only go from from the information that they give us, obviously. Interesting question. It's a, again, you're back to a case-by-case basis again. You know, I guess it, it depends on, you know, the order when it comes in. Now, this is the question that we have. Corinia is asking, where do you advertise your services? So she's read that there are a few sites that offer virtual staging, but the pay is very small and that the work takes more time than it's worth for the money. So have you found this to be true? Mm, there are some companies that have popped up that, you know, say they do it super quick or 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever that it is. Don't know what product that you're going to get. Some people have gotten some good product from it and some others were kind of disappointed. But again, most of those are going to be, if, if you're placing a quick order and it's inexpensive and you don't even talk to anybody, then who knows what you're going to get. My husband's kind of funny. He says, garbage in, garbage out. So I think that, you know, it's almost back to you get what you pay for kind of thing. But I think that, you know, they just need to kind of view their portfolio. They need to see the work, maybe see their inventory. But if they can't make any communication, that could be a problem if she's, you know, not happy with, with you know, the order that she placed. You know, a lot of people try out different virtual staging companies. I get that. You know, we're trying to make it where we can meet your needs now. Do we take maybe a little bit longer than the other guy? Possibly, yes. Uh, we are trying to kind of, you know, offer a various packages here and there. Uh, we're going to try to offer, like I said, more instant express type services uh, where people can choose furnishings. You know, we look into that. I, I, again, listen to a lot of feedback from agents nationwide. Next year, I'm going to be attending the National Association of Realtors Convention in the D.C., and um, I'm going to be the one at the table talking with agents and sellers at the mid-year conference there and seeing what's going on with the virtual staging and the response we're getting. And I just want to kind of get a better feel so that we can better market our services out there and try to tap into what the agents are needing and wanting. I I really listen to that and I especially listen to it in our traditional home staging because we don't want to be the quick place in order and you just get whatever you get. Uh, We're always about quality and I've always been about quality in our traditional side as well because in the end, we want to make sure that that property is in its most marketable condition. I keep saying this over and over, but it's just kind of like a motto. We want to make sure that we hit the right target market, that it is going to help you sell that home faster and for top dollar. If it's not, we need to know if we need to change a chair out or a piece of art, or this is not working for you. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we meet your needs and we will make those changes for you. Customer satisfaction is big, especially on our virtual staging side. Because it is a little bit of a guessing game. People have sometimes used it for the first time. Maybe they just heard of it. Believe it or not, it's been out there 12 years. But there's still people that are just, it's not something that they know every day because it's not in front of their faces like home staging is on the HGTV and, and you know, all the design shows that are out there and the Property Brothers and Joanna Gaines and all those. So it's a work in progress. Uh, that's why I want to become a little bit more involved. I'm kind of the marketing person for both companies. and. I've spent a lot more of it on the traditional side, but I feel like now I'd like to spend a little bit of time on the virtual. I think that I'm going to start, you know, trying to offer the service, you know, maybe in addition to our home staging. Um, I'm going to try a couple different things because there is more interest in it now than there ever was before, which is great to see. And, um, you know, like I said, technology is changing things so quickly that um you know it's just not a common term but it's it's getting in the word searches more and more every day just like home staging literally it's taken 13 years and finally i think home staging hit atlanta <laughs> as crazy as that sounds so i think virtual staging is feeling the same effect and it's going to come in right after it so um i'm looking forward to it that's great and we are coming up to the end of our show what would be your number one tip for a real estate agent or a home seller who's thinking about hiring a virtual stager? 
Um, I would say to, you know, do the same as if you're hiring a traditional home staging service, you know, uh, look at their portfolio, um, look at their comment feedback, um, reviews, do your research. Sellers love to do research now online. You know, again, you want to make sure that they're going to meet your, your marketing needs. Maybe try out one photo. Uh, we get that a lot. We get agents who just want to try out one or two photos, see how the process works. I would definitely recommend that. And then if, if it works out really well, maybe the next order is three photos. And if it sells and works for your vacant listing, you know, maybe place an order, another order. Um, like I said, it's definitely, it's not going to hurt the listing. It'll only help them. Every little bit helps, whether you do traditional staging or the virtual staging. Both are great marketing tools for whatever budget that you might be in. And um, like I said, we're, technology is going to keep changing the industry and we're going to try to keep up with it. So um, I think both services are going to be here for, for quite some time. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. We always appreciate it. And, you know, we look forward to uh, maybe being back on the show sometime in the near future. Thanks so much for having us. This episode is brought to you by SocialLightVault.com. Are you overwhelmed with the marketing your home staging business? Stop wasting time worrying or wondering if you're doing the right things. From social media to email newsletter that get attention of listing agents, Social Light Vault makes marketing simple and effective. You don't need a huge marketing budget. You don't need a huge audience either. You just need real marketing tools that work and the right sales funnel to deliver new leads, even when you aren't working. The team at Socialite specializes in marketing for home stagers. Get started today by going to socialitevault.com. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help and support the show, there are three ways to do so. You can leave a review and rating on iTunes. You can share the show on social media, or you can donate to support the maintaining costs for the podcast. You can make a donation through the show notes or on the sidebar of our site. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. This will help us grow the show and book more guests. If you have any questions, feedback, and suggestions, you can comment on the show notes. You can also find the show notes by going to stagemore.com slash podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.